0: Finances? Investing? Estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances And with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances And. I'm Jennifer and I'm
1: here with Kathy. Today we're going to be discussing elder care. Although we've covered Medicare, Medicaid, and long-term care in Episode 12, we wanted to look at the costs associated with caring for family as they age. This includes options for elder care, what you and your parents could expect, and how to discuss it with them. And just for ease today, while we're discussing this, we're going to refer to all family members as parents in today's episode, even though this could be any aging adult that you might need to care for.
0: So, this week I talked to one of my high school classmates, Steve Gurney, and he is from Positive Aging Sourcebook. It's a free publication and website that lists all senior housing, aging in place, and other helpful resources for the DC, Maryland, and Virginia region. But in addition, they host weekly discussions featuring experts and thought leaders in a variety of topics. And you can find out more about this at Positive Aging Sourcebook. And what we talked about were some of the common issues that arise within families regarding family members that are aging. His ideas are throughout this episode, and his contact info will also be in the show notes at the end. One of the overarching themes, though, is the cost of caring for your family. And as one of the younger generation, we have probably not spent a lot of time thinking about or researching the costs of caring for our parents.
1: Our financial decision-making peaks between 50 and 60 years old, and then there is a cognitive decline. Only 10% of the population won't be affected by this. So essentially, we all will. According to Joel Sauer, who is the Schwab Senior and Vulnerable Investors Investigator in their Financial Crimes Division. He says it's not the calculating skills or even investing ability that goes. It's a loss of judgment. And this is seen in many fraud cases, unfortunately. And it's easy to understand. They age and their network of friends and family gets smaller. Trusted advisors age as well and leave the profession. It's a hard time to have to rely on yourself just as you're needing more assistance.
0: Of course, they've been caring for themselves and their families for almost a lifetime. They may have even had to care for their own parents. But seeing when you may need help is not something that comes easy to many people. Steve shared a personal story of a teacher who made careful plans for her own long-term care by buying and paying for a policy so that she'd be financially able to care for herself. When she finally needed more care than her family could give her, she was placed in a semi-private room, which is where two people share a room. And eventually, someone actually found her policy that guaranteed her a private room. But that's the perfect kind of example where you have to be having conversations with others about what it is you want and what it is you're expecting for yourself and or can afford.
1: Yeah, that's a good example. Doing advanced care planning or long term planning, even springing medical directives that only spring into action when specific things occur and you get to decide what those occurrences are, those need to be discussed with at least a trusted friend or family member because if no one knows what their parents want, and circumstances that cause those decisions into action, then, then their wishes can't be kept. This doesn't have to be for the elderly. It could be that someone or a young couple is in a car accident, and that can be the cause that puts these documents into action. So the bottom line is telling only your spouse your wishes could be a problem.
0: You know, for example, you could be in an accident with your husband and neither of you are able to communicate. And if only the two of you are aware of what your wishes are versus, you know, a sibling or a parent, then it's possible it doesn't come to fruition. So we do want to have these conversations as adults. You don't have to be a certain age to have them, but once, once you're an adult, you want to have somebody else more than one other person know what your wishes are. Previous generations did not discuss their finances with their parents, and in general, our parents probably didn't with us. We need to change that. Sharing how we plan and what our plans are and what our thinking behind our plans is, is what we need to share with our kids. You don't have to share the balance of your account if you choose not to, but share percentages or goal balances or any other details that you can, because not only will you be educating your children for their own benefit and for just having a conversation. But they're going to start to understand what your future plans are just through these conversations.
1: You could start by bringing up your own 401k and asking their advice on what they think you'll need at retirement. And then from there, kind of discuss how did they plan? What advice can they share? Do they have any regrets? And then start the conversation about what they want and what they can afford as they age.
0: That's actually great advice. Don't be disappointed to find out that you may need to do this over many discussions because it's probably not going to happen the very first time you sit down and ask them questions about it. And by happen, I mean, you're probably not going to get answers to all your questions the very first time you sit down and try and have a conversation.
1: Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot to, to discuss and to figure out. So you would want to spread that out. Yeah. Many older people tell their children they don't want to leave their home as they age. The problem is two-pronged, one that you're trying to balance their wishes against not only financial peril, but also against the danger of leaving someone who has diminished capacity in a home alone. So honoring their wishes can be a danger to your loved ones. So you have to take all of that into account.
0: And the hard part is they might want to stay home alone, but... That might not be the safest thing for them. I can tell you that my own grandmother eventually, as much as she wanted to stay at home and and the family honored that as long as they could, eventually she just became a danger to herself living alone. So it's a hard, hard thing that has to happen. But, you know, the fact is you do care for them. And that's why you go to those steps ultimately, because you don't want anything to happen to them. hmm. The Mayo Clinic suggests that sometimes their resistance is brought about by the concern of letting go of their own privacy as well as feeling frightened or vulnerable. And if they have memory loss, it can make it even more difficult to understand then why do I need help? You're going to want to make sure that everybody is relaxed and it's a good time. If this is a rushed time, it's not the right time to start talking about these long-term plans. You might want to help by getting other family members involved, and it might be helpful in that way that you can show a united front. So this can start with what kind of help do they need or that they might need in the future. Ask them what their preferences are and listen, but be realistic that you might not be able to meet all of their wishes. That's helpful for you so that you feel no guilt about it, but also just to share that with them in a a calm way. It might be hard to solve all of this in one meeting. So once again, just be prepared to revisit this often for a period of time.
1: You could consider a trial run at assistance for your parents that might be beneficial. Even using positive language can help. Instead of calling someone a home care provider, it could be a friend that comes to visit and helps around the house. Elder care can be a club that they attend during the day, or they can even be thought of as a helper or a volunteer. Explain your needs. Sometimes knowing they can help you is enough to try to make these changes. If there's something going on in your life and you need, To have someone help with this care, that might be enough for them to to commit to this. Make sure they know if they are covered by Medicaid or other plans. That way, if they are worried about you paying, that can ease their mind. Waiting until a need arises is a hard time to have these discussions, as in all things. So planning is going to get the best results and that will take time and research. And it is a difficult topic, but it is important to, to do it ahead of time.
0: And the more research you can do ahead of time, the better educated you are to have these conversations. Sometimes these websites actually give you language you can use and ways to talk to somebody. They even have checklists of items that you can pull up and look at what might apply to you and you guys' circumstances. If you know that you need to talk to a family member about any of these topics, you can use something like this podcast as a catalyst to bring it up sort of a, you know what I heard today on this podcast and start talking to whomever you need to, whether it's siblings or parents, whoever it is that needs this, this conversation and make it a reason to talk to them. You can start by creating a list of daily, weekly, and monthly tasks that might need to be done for them. And this will give everyone a clearer picture of what sort of assistance is going to be needed. If this can't, be done in a single sitting, start paying attention and writing down what activities your parents are actually doing and and what it is they're bringing up.
1: With this information, you can start to see how much they can afford, be aware of how much you can provide financially as well, and also consider how much you can provide emotionally and even how it's going to affect your other relationships. So taking on too much responsibility can really put a strain on you. So be honest and share what you're thinking with your family so they know your needs as well
0: really is a two-way street. They might very well be thinking I don't want to be a burden and you might be thinking I don't want to put my parents somewhere, but by having these conversations openly, honestly, over time, quietly, listening to both sides, it becomes a much easier transition as whatever changes in your lives are going to be coming. You should not feel guilty if you find yourself needing help. You want to do it all yourself for them, maybe, but you should not feel guilty if you find yourself needing help. You want to do all you can for them, and that might mean finding services to help you. And these services could include adult day programs so that they can socialize and you can have a rest. You could hire a caregiver to help around the house. You might find volunteer senior companions who can come visit and go on excursions with your parents or parents. And... Maybe even finding ways of eliminating shopping for supplies and buying in bulk and either having it delivered or picking it up, but just eliminating one more event where you have to do something else for them. That might be a time saver and actually just an emotional time saver.
1: Yeah. And if you have the opportunity to share the responsibilities with siblings or a spouse or a close friend, then that's something to really consider. Everyone needs a break and time to be alone or with someone new. So be creative. No two situations are the same. Also do research into financial options now. How much Medicaid, Social Security or government benefits or private benefits do they qualify for?
0: Bottom line is you need to take care of yourself. So you're no good to them if you're not any good to you. Decide what your own quality of life would begin to suffer and you're going to have to act accordingly. Anything else? That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to Finances and Elder Care. We know you chose to listen and we are grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. Consider leaving a review because it helps bring financial education to others and it lets them find us more easily. Please let us know what questions you like answered or topics covered by going to our website at financesand.net and letting us know. You can find infographics on these topics here in the show notes or at our website. Finances Ann does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to. What the hell is that? That's the garage door.
1: <laughs> How's your March Madness bracket going? <laughs> That was a weird loud noise.
0: That was all brought about by my helpful pet. I'm going to stop drinking before recording.